In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. And you made this... What is going on, all of you beautiful listeners? Welcome back to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Dion Franklin, VJ Johnson. That's right, Dion's back. Mr. International. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Bringing the dagger on the road. Italy, Spain, anywhere else. Everywhere. You name it. (laughs) I'm there. Oh, man. To quote the great cinematic masterpiece, which was Hot Rod, I was watching, I was looking at Dion's pictures on Instagram, and I was just green with jealous rage. (laughs) It was looking warm. It was looking nice. The food looked amazing. So screw you, Dion. It wasn't even warm. It was just sunny. Like it's something that is almost That's unknown true. here in the Midwest in the winter. But it certainly didn't look cold. Mm-hmm. Was it cold? It was yeah. It was cold. Oh. Yeah, it was actually in Italy more more so than Spain. Okay, but still fun trip for Dion. Seeing all his relatives, but we're glad to have him back. Quick reminder to follow us on social media at the dot dagger podcast instagram facebook tiktok twitter all the things go go follow us interact with us we love to hear from you guys today we got to talk about all-star voting what i mean i know it's not you the listeners you know you the listeners are just a different breed of fan you know i get that but collectively, NBA fan bases, what what are these all-star votes? We, we got to talk about the all-star votes. What's going on with that? I saw this on social media the other day, and I figured we had to talk about this. So if you guys haven't heard, there's actually a basketball league in North Korea. I believe it's covered by ESPN, the Ocho. Um, so be sure to catch that. But... The North Korean Basketball League, they operate on a little bit different rules than the NBA or FIBA does. And so I saw the rules that they have on social media, and we got to talk about some of these, see if the NBA should adopt some of these rules. And finally, the biggest story in the NBA the past couple of weeks, Clay Thompson is back. He's back. We're going to talk about Clay being back with the Warriors. Are they title favorites with Clay? Is there a chance Clay actually throws a wrench in things and could 
make the Warriors stumble for a little bit. We're going to be talking about all of that today. But first, you guys already know how it works. We got some awards to give out. Hooper of the Week. Good Hustle Award. Dion, go ahead with your Hooper of the Week. All right. So my Hooper of the Week this week is somebody from a team that I have admired a lot in this past two seasons, and that is Devin Booker. This man has been going insane this past couple games. Uh, The Suns have four doves in a row, and it's mostly because of him. He had 35 points against Indiana, 30 points against Detroit, and 48 against San Antonio. So needless to say that this man is on fire, and hopefully you can keep this up because we know that he's been a little bit inconsistent, and hopefully he found his groove, uh, and we – going to see where he goes from here yeah that's facts past week he's been on a tear and i've said this before and i'll say it again as devin booker goes so go the suns the suns don't seem like they overcome a lot of bad performances by devin booker if devin booker is cold i feel like it's hard for the suns to win pretty much anybody else not a big deal but devin booker is definitely the engine that makes them go yeah DJ, who, who's hooping this week? Uh, Hooper of the week goes to Joel Embiid. Um, big man down in Philly is really getting it done. I think very, like, under the radar. His last, I think, nine out of ten games all been, like, 30-point triple doubles. Nobody thought Philly would really be good this year, but surprisingly, they beat some really good teams. I think they're a half game out of the fifth spot in the West. Our East starts on their playoff picture. Um, he's putting up 27 and 11 a night. And um, if the Sixers keep trending like this and he's playing this well, like at the, he could be in the conversation just like every, almost a lot of guys are for that MVP award. Just because without him, their season will be lost. But every time he seems to play like Philly, you know, they have a shot in every game because of him. That's facts. That is straight up facts because he's the only reason why they are that close to like being in the fifth spot well actually like they're close they're close to being in the t- in the number one seat because everybody in the east is like a game or two away so like oh like, yeah if they go on a yeah. win streak they could be they yeah. could become first like that's true it's crazy to me how good he has been for this team like because we criticized them a lot in the mm-hmm. past and it's undeniable how much of a contributor he has been for this team even without Ben Simmons, because we always thought like, oh, they're like their season. The season rides on Joel Embiid, and it does. Like he's proven that, and he's proven himself to be a, ca- a candidate for MVP. Yeah, I mean he's definitely balling out of control right now. And everything I said about Devin Booker goes double for Joel Embiid, as mm-hmm. like the Sixers can win without him, but they'll never overcome a bad performance by Joel Embiid. Right. And when Joel Embiid is balling, the Sixers are winning. So, I mean, considering Joel Embiid's injury history, that's a little concerning that he is taking on so much and playing so many minutes. And uh, But for the moment, they're winning. So yeah. give him a lot of credit. When he's on the floor, when he's healthy, and when he is pissed off, he's one of the best players in basketball, period. Mm-hmm. I love to watch him play like that. I love to see him play aggressively with a chip on his shoulder and, you know, not settle for jumpers. Yeah. So, 
It's a good pick. <clears throat> my Hooper of the Week is one of my absolute favorite players in the NBA. And it should be – he should be one of your favorite players too. And that's Steven Adams. So not only is Steven Adams leading the league in offensive rebounds, he's playing extremely hard. Um, because of him, the Grizzlies are one of the best defensive teams. They lead the league in shot blocking. Steven Adams is part of that. He's not an elite rim protector, but he is a part of that. He's playing extremely hard. He's given the young Grizzlies some nice leadership. And I saw a play yesterday where somebody got into it with John Moran. I can't remember his name now. He's a Tony one. Bradley. Tony, Tony Bradley. Bradley. That's right. I remember it. I remember now because he shares a name with a famous official, but Tony Bradley, not the official bench warmer for the bulls. And he's getting into a John Moran, Steven Adams to deescalate the situation very gently, just picks up another six foot 10 individual and just carries him about 30 <laughs> feet from the play and just sets him down, <laughs> you know, gives him a pat on the butt, like very gently, but very forcefully, like, nah, you're not touching my point guard. <laughs> literally <laughs> this is a power forward people this is not mugsy bogues just this, steven this, adams just picks him up 10, effortlessly 248 pound guy like a dumbbell like he literally just like lifted like a, him up like a second yeah, like, like yeah like a kettlebell just picks yeah. him up and just moves him and it wasn't like forceful, like a football tackle, like oh man let's All do right. this it's just like nah you're you're not touching we're, we're not doing this <laughs> Yeah, and Tony you. Bradley never once questioned it. I mean, he was yeah. willing to get into it with John, yeah. but no, nobody wants any part of Steven Adams. He, he was, was like so calm. He was midair, like, all right, you're right, you're right. You're yeah. right. Midair, he's like, okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Steven Adams is like the ultimate, like, gentle giant of he could whoop probably just about anybody but James Johnson in the entire league. Yeah. And he just doesn't. He's just super chill. He looks out for everybody. That same game, um, Desumu for the Bulls gave him a pretty hard foul on a fast break. He just dabs him up like good, good play. You know, he got the three point play, but <laughs> like, oh, that it was like I don't think it was dirty. It was like borderline dirty. Like Desumu gave him a push in the back. He just mm-hmm. leaned against the stanchion. Was just like, hey, good play. <laughs> He's also like a just a good guy. Like that one yeah. play a couple of years ago. He pump fake. Um, I think it was Miles Plumley. He absolutely yep. like yep. he was in the air like Miles Plumley, like one of those players you almost hit his head. Steven Adams mid layup is like off. Oh. He he catches him out of air and makes sure he's okay <laughs> before he like makes the layup. Yeah, Steven Adams, all time good, good guy, guy in the NBA, all time good nice. guy. But also just uh, he played. He's yeah, playing yeah. really well for the Grizzlies. He's part of their success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's his zen. Maybe it's how hard he's yeah. playing. Also. But- Aquaman stunt double. So I've yeah. been told. That's right. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah. <laughs> one of the great heads of hair in the NBA. One of the yeah. great mustaches. Stashes. Tattoos. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hang out with Steven Adams for yes. a day. 100%. This has to be like the coolest guy in the league. So <laughs> if I could spend a day with Steven Adams, Taco Fall and uh, oh, Boban. 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 Gotta have oh. Boban. Mm-hmm. My life would be complete. So, <laughs> Steven Adams, Hooper of the Week. All right. Let's get negative, shall we? This Good Hustle Award. I have a couple, by the way. But this Good Hustle Award goes out to the Houston Rockets. As if things couldn't get worse for the Rockets. They've been losing games. Their players and coaches are fighting. 
refusing to go in, leaving the arena. So things are looking pretty bad for the Rockets. But as if things couldn't get any worse and their organization wasn't a bigger laughingstock right now, I saw this on social media that the Houston Rockets, the arena, is offering the following hot dog as a concession. So it's a hot dog with some, they top it with bacon. Okay. Bacon. I, I can get behind that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> some mac and cheese. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. not my going? style. <laughs> oh, no. This is where this is where the good stuff stops. Believe me. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, mac and cheese, not really my style, but okay. Bacon and mac and cheese hot dog. Pretty good, right? I would get uh, one. What's the final ingredient? That's right. Fruit Loops. These people are putting Fruit Loops on hot dogs and have the gall to request money in exchange for this culinary travesty. I don't think there was anything worse than watching the Rockets on the court, but these people are selling hot dogs with Fruit Loops on it. And you're wondering why there's nobody in the arena, bro. I what the just, fuck? <laughs> just stop. Bacon and mac and cheese hot dog. I'd eat it. Why are there free loops on there? Why? That's a war crime. That's, yeah, that sure is. That's I. You, you guys think I'm kidding? I want names. I need to see a picture of it because I can't even. You think I'm just gonna? You know, I'm just doing this for laughs. I'm not. I'm not letting this go. <laughs> I'm going to investigate. I want to know. Who is putting Fruit Loops on these hot dogs? Also, how did you find out about this? I, I have a lot of I. I only I like a lot of things, but I only have a few passions, and grilled pieces of meat are one of those passions. And if <laughs> you offend, you know my sense of food, there are dire consequences. For that. <laughs> I will absolutely put you on blast, Houston. <laughs> what are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Is it some kind of PR stunt to distract from all the negativity? Maybe if that's the case. It's brilliant because that's all I can think about. Peace me up at night. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I want to try a bacon and mac and cheese hot dog. That sounds pretty good. I I could roll with that. But take those fruit loops, throw them in the garbage, take out the trash, and set that trash can on fire. Okay. <laughs> Houston Rockets. Yeah. Good, good hustle out there. Yeah. Wow. Um, I have a second good hustle. So Bart Scott, another <laughs> contributor to the company we like to mention from time to time, known as ESPN, um, <laughs> talks about the NFL for a living. And he was on Get Up, and they were asking him about Josh Allen and playing outdoors and playing in the cold. First of all, uh, Josh Allen didn't seem to have any trouble playing in the cold. Literally did not miss a single drive against the Patriots. So that was awesome. Absolutely destroyed that. <laughs> but when asked about what Josh Allen could do to help combat the cold, Bart Scott had a very simple answer. Josh, just take some Viagra before the game. Oh. Viagra? drug originally used for heart disease gets the blood pumping now this is a family show i'm not going to go into detail about many of the problems with that but here's the thing um if you know how football pants work 
you should know that Viagra and football pants and national television is probably a recipe for disaster. It gets Viagra does in fact get the blood pumping. All right. But it tends to centralize in one location. And in Josh Allen's case of having to play a full NFL game, this could lead to injury. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bart Scott, what are you talking about? Viagra to compact the cold. This man hurt. <laughs> and, I mean, not that I was really checking, but I don't think Josh Allen took his <laughs> advice on that one, and I think he did just fine. So, Bart Scott, what are you talking about? He's trying to say all, all you know, a ton of NFL players do it, and I do not believe you for one second, Bart no Scott. Shot. Good, good no hustle shot. out there. <laughs> I mean, my comment when I sent this clip to our group chat, my comment was, "I guess we'll be able to tell if Josh Allen took his advice yeah. or not." So, <laughs> I think some things might stand out if he did take his advice. All right, BJ. <laughs> Who's hustling? <laughs> um, I also got two good hustles. This, this Let's go. One, the first one really irritates me. It's ironic because this man just received a good hooper. But my guy, Devin there. Booker, Devin Booker is at the free throw line in Toronto. And I'll mind you, Toronto's COVID protocols are a lot more strict. They don't have fans in games anymore. Empty arena. So the Raptor. For the Toronto Raptors, he the mascot is sitting there trying to distract Devin Booker. Devin Booker makes the free throw and goes to the ref and says, "Hey, he's distracting me. I'm trying to shoot my free throws here." And what do they do? They make the mascot move and go in the corner so he can't distract <laughs> Devin Booker. Only problem with that is, I think that's what mascots get paid to do: is distract yeah. the other people. And there's also nobody else in the arena, not a singular family there. And then he goes on Instagram and changes profile picture to the rapper in the corner saying like he sunned him. And then he comes out the next day and was like, oh, please stop comparing me to Kobe because he was getting heat for it. People were like, Kobe would never do that. But you're supposed to be Kobe Bryant. Kobe wouldn't Kobe would say you need eight more mascots to distract me. And then this is the same dude who's complaining about double teams and pick up basketball just two years ago. So Devin Booker, um, good hustle because there's literally the Raptor – mascot was the only person in the arena during the game come on, come on well deserved good hustle award for sure d book sure. is my guy i love devin booker but this is soft as hell that come was on, man. soft come on man Super soft you've been hanging out with the kardashians too much come on man <laughs> the only entity in the entire arena that's trying to distract you that gets under your skin come on man. you made the free throw why are you upset too exactly Exactly. It doesn't I can't make believe sense. the refs kicked him out too. This is star treatment at its finest. Crazy. Yeah. Like, what? What? What do, what, what do mascots? So what are they supposed to do? That's literally their one job. Then throwing out t-shirts. Like, what are you gonna yeah. do? Kick out the whole <laughs> arena when they distract you behind the basket when you shouldn't a free throw? Like what? I've never heard of anything like that before. Dude, there's much worse that happens. Like, I know. Some college students have good traditions that they do, like behind the backboard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Like, I don't know. You're, you're oh, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the curtain of distraction at Arizona State? They'll put on a whole play mm-hmm. when people yeah. are at the free throw line. You got people giving birth and like, you know, <laughs> 
like three they're reenacting like the final act of julius caesar and stuff it's hilarious exactly hilarious they're like yeah we're talking about one guy in a raptor costume completely in an empty arena shakes him the arena man it's like all right all right d book okay okay now every time you go to toronto Oh, you're gonna yeah. get absolutely gonna roasted. Drake, yeah, thousand Canadians. Drake's gonna be a part of the next one. <laughs> oh yeah, come on, D book. Yeah, my next pin hustle. I uh, hate to give it out to this guy because I really like him. Got to give it out to Dak Prescott, Cal- Dallas Cowboys quarterback. <laughs> so not only did they lose, and you know, Cowboy fans thought it was their year. They've been saying it the last twenty five years. <laughs> First of all, the play they run is absolutely kind of stupid they run with eight seconds left they do a qb run don't get out of bounds the clock's running out and the ref is trying to spot the ball their game ends and they don't get a playoff and they're all salty about it so during the press conference they tell Dak prescott you know you know fans were throwing trash at the players he said oh you know you shouldn't do that but then they're like oh no no they were throwing at the refs and he goes oh well then credit to them so basically he's saying it's okay to throw trash at the refs and he was like, oh, you know, and he doubled down. They're like, are you sure that's what you meant to say? And Dak Prescott goes, yeah, credit to the fans. Then today he tried to walk it back and say, that's not what I meant. And it was disrespectful. I was like, bro, you just said if they're throwing at the players, no go. But, oh, yeah, you could throw it at the refs. So it's safe to say next year when Dallas needs a few calls, you know who won't be getting them. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Good hustle. Way to lose in terrible fashion. <laughs> so super so loser, and he's gonna make sure that he's not gonna get any calls. He's getting no That's calls. He's getting no there, calls. There's so many. There's so many layers to this. First of all, this shout out to the Cowboys because, as a Patriots fan, the Patriots completely shit the bed in there. Facts in their playoff yeah. games, but everyone forgot about it as soon as the Cowboys <laughs> game was over. So thank you to the Dallas Cowboys. Um. The funniest thing to me about that whole situation is Cowboys fans are blaming the refs for like they were the reason they lost. Cowboys fans, the rule is the umpire has to touch the ball. You can't just snap it. Mm-hmm. It's your own fault for literally building a wall around the ball so the ref can't get to it. And it's your own damn fault for running a QB draw with 15 Why? seconds. That, the is, that is the main get fault. Like, what are you doing? Your team absolutely shit the bed and lost to a pretty average 49ers team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because of one play at the very end after a horrible play yeah. call, it's the ref's it wasn't fault. The all right. Penalties. It wasn't the 14 penalties. That or the 14 yeah. penalties, it was right? It was yeah. the one play. That one play. Yeah. This is why you're Cowboys fans. And once again, as a Patriots fan, I thank you because we as a fan base are pretty obnoxious, but I can always end it with, but at least we're not Cowboys fans. True. True, literally. <laughs> Big facts. Absolutely, absolutely disgraceful. The way they played, the way the hand, fans reacted. Like, if you're a Cowboys fan and you're just upset that they lost, like, I get it. But if you're a Cowboys fan that's throwing trash or blaming the refs for they, for why they lost, come on, man. It's time for a reality check. <laughs> Grow up. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. And Dak, come on, man. You could yeah. be as mad as you want, but it's your own fault. All right. You, you got nobody to blame but yourself. So mm-hmm. I love that. Dion, who, who's hustling? All right. So my good hustle of the week, I only have one. And I was going to give it to somebody else too, but I decided that we talked about that team enough, <laughs> 76ers. But uh, I'm going to give it to Frank Vogel. 
and the Lakers for I don't understand why they keep on going with this relationship. I know he got him a championship, but it was mostly because LeBron and AD. The Lakers are a dumpster fire. They're 22 and 22, and they're 12 games back from the top. And they're still thinking about keeping Frank Vogel. I've never heard of a of a team making public that they're evaluating his performance on a game-by-game basis. How is that giving you stability? That means you don't have any faith in your coach. Like, you're just yeah. like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. If you win tonight, you might keep your job. Like, if you lose tomorrow, you might go. Like, what, 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 what kind of sense that made for a team? It just doesn't make any sense. It's just complete lack of confidence that is going to reverberate around the whole team. So I don't understand what they're trying to do. And for that, they definitely need a good hustle award. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Frank Vogel will be there as long as LeBron wants him there. As soon as LeBron wants him gone, he'll be gone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Doesn't mean he's not undeserving of leaving, but to me that says LeBron hasn't decided that he should go yet. Which is weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it, it sounds like a disconnect between like either Rob Polinka and J.D. Buss and LeBron on one way or another. Maybe they want to fire him and LeBron wants to keep him. Maybe LeBron wants to fire him and they want to keep him. But, I mean, to me, that's what it speaks to. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Because at, no, at this point in the season, you, you can't evaluate it on a game by game. I've never heard in the history of coaching yeah. <laughs> game by game basis ever. I've heard I've heard of it. I've just never heard of it being made public. Like exactly that too. How, how is that supposed to help your coach? Like your coach mm-hmm. just didn't have any motivation. So you saying in the media like, you know, it, the next time the Lakers shit the bed, he's gone. Like how does that help him coach? You know, exactly. there's thirty fire him, just fire him. <laughs> There's yeah. 38 yeah, games left to play. <laughs> exactly. Don't play around with him. Like, it's just stupid. It's not healthy and is not conducive to a good season. It's just not going to happen. So it's all downhill from here until they fire him, which is yeah. probably going to be the next time they lose to the, the Thunder or something. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, they don't play the Thunder very much. They got to play like the Suns and the Warriors and the Jazz. Yeah, fair. So. Good luck. Oh, man. All right. Speaking of good hustle awards, let's talk about the all-star voting, shall we? Let me let me read off to the fans before we comment on these results. And once again, I know it's not you guys listening to this. You know, I have to assume that, you know, the fans who listen to this podcast have the highest basketball IQ. And so... You know, hard hard to fault them. But fans as a whole, what are these results? Let me point out a couple of things. So the voting is split into Western Conference and Eastern Conference, obviously, and then front court and guards. So for the Western front court, we have LeBron number one. Okay, hard to argue with that. Absolutely balling out. Nikola Jokic, number two. Cool with that. But at number three, we have Andrew Wiggins at number three. We have Paul George at four, Anthony Davis at five, Draymond at six, Carmelo Anthony at seven, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns at eight, Rudy Gobert at nine, and DeAndre Ayton at ten. Okay. Now let's look at the Western Conference guards. We have Steph number one. Okay. John Morant two, Luca three. Um, 
I, you know, I thought I would have heard more about his performances because apparently Clay Thompson has done enough to play himself into number four in the four games he's appeared in. We have Devin Booker at five, the much maligned Russell Westbrook at sixth, Chris Paul seventh, Donovan Mitchell eighth, Dame nine, and Anthony Edwards tenth. Guys, what what are we doing? EJ, go ahead. What, what were your – I'm getting ahead of myself. What were your reactions to the Western Conference voting? Um, I'll start with the front court. So, the Andrew Wiggins things, on the surface, it sounds crazy. But when you break down all the injuries in the West, it also kind of makes sense. And then you factor in that's a popularity contest and how many Warriors fans there are. It kind of stands to make sense that Andrew Wiggins does get voted in. He's played very well. Not third, you know, not third place conference-wise and to be an all-star, but it, it makes sense when you break it out that way because, like, you look at guys like Rudy Gobert, I don't think the Jazz are getting much love, even though he could be higher. Draymond, I, I definitely don't think AD should be top five, though. And that's like – I just AD has not played enough games to me, nor has he been – a top five front court player in the West. Um, I love Carmelo Anthony. I really do. He's one of my, I said he's like my second favorite player of all time. He shouldn't be nowhere near the top 30 of Western forwards for voting. So I don't know <laughs> how he got up here. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Carmelo? No. Um, unless that they meant like, oh, they thought that was Denver Carmelo. I see. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, now for the, um, the backcourt, the guard position. So, you know, I love Clay. I think Clay's played three games so far, and he hasn't been like <laughs> yeah. dynamite in those three <laughs> games either. So, again, there's a lot of Warrior fans across the season. They definitely feel like he should be in there, but there's he, he shouldn't even qualify, to be honest with you. Um, I love this guy. Not really. I actually don't like him at all this season. Russell Westbrook should not be voted an all-star as well. Like, if you just watch a Laker game, if you just watch his turnover highlights slash lowlights, you could tell um, he definitely should not be an all-star this year. And um, I hate to say it, but I think Dane, um, he hasn't played enough. And I feel like even when he has played, he's been a shell of himself. Um, so I think those are my most like notable takeaways is just like the popularity of it. And some of the guards in the West just shouldn't, shouldn't really be there. That's facts. That's facts. I'll tell you who should be there in my opinion for the guards. What you call them? Uh, fuck. I was just, I was just about to say, wait, Oh, Shay, Shay, Shay. You're, you're jet lag. So we'll give you a pass. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Cause I literally, I literally, while you were talking, I was making a little list in my mind, and as soon as I started talking, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, but Shea should be there, in my opinion, instead of Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, as you said, completely not himself this year when he was playing. Mm-hmm. Hasn't That's played and not even half of the games, I think. And when he played, I don't know if it was the rule change or what, what was it, but it, he was not himself except for, like, maybe one or two games. And Russell Westbrook shouldn't be there as well. Except for, like he has a lot of fans from the past, of course. And Clay shouldn't be there. These two have, are on this list because of the fans that they built, their their fan base that they built throughout the years in the league. Because Clay Thompson, 
if Clay Thompson is on this, like a lot of injured players should be on this because like he literally played three games, came back last week. That's insane to me. Uh, and then for, as for the front court, I understand that there's a lot of Go- Golden State fans, but how the fuck out of all the Golden State players, Andrew Wiggins is on this list? I don't understand. I really don't get it. Like, what are they seeing? How is he third? Like, this this means as if it, if the voting ended today, this means that Andrew Wiggins would be an all star starter. That's just not acceptable. That's crazy. We would have to write That's a petition wild. or something. Yeah, because it's unacceptable. And Carmelo Anthony, same reasoning I gave for Clay Thompson and Russell Westbrook. I think Brandon Ingram should be there, in my opinion, because he's been playing pretty damn great this season. Uh, and Rudy Gobert should be out of this just because he got dunked on last night. You know, <laughs> Dion, you're such a hater. I just hate. I just hate them. You know, you guys know. You guys know where I stand. <laughs> That's all it takes. You get got one time. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're out. You guys gotta admit that that shit was insane. That it was, was crazy. That was a nice dunk. Oh man. My thoughts about this list are, first of all, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Andrew Wiggins, maybe borderline all-star, but our all-star starter, no shot. Paul George has played really well. Hasn't played in a while, though. That's true. Um, I mean, there's so many injuries. I'll give Paul George a pass. Yeah. Anthony Davis, I don't know. Um, Carmelo Anthony at seventh. What? Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and DeAndre Aiden should all be much higher. Um, Clay Thompson, what are we talking about? Dude hasn't played basketball. <laughs> might as well have Kawhi in there. I mean, if he came back and dropped 70 first game back, all right, I might even oh, give yeah. him a pass. Get in there. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and this allies, outlines everything that's wrong with all-star voting is – First of all, let me just take this opportunity to take a shot at Lakers fans because Lakers fans are so two-faced. Of all I've heard from Lakers fans is bitching about Russell Westbrook and wanting him traded immediately and get him off my team. He sucks. He's the reason we're losing and deservedly so. Hasn't played well. And then they turn around and vote him into the All-Star game just because he's a Laker. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, I know for a fact it's not other fan bases voting Russell Westbrook in. I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of plot from Warriors fans to, you know, play a prank and vote him in. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure those are Lakers fans. And if you hate him as much as you do, why are you voting him into the All-Star game? And if you've also watched Lakers games, you know damn well Carmelo Anthony is not an All-Star anymore. And his, you know, 13 points a game and zero defense. Like, I like Melo. I think he's a nice role player at this point in his career. But what, what are we talking about? Voting him into the all-star game. And this is the problem of you guys, Lakers fans. You sit there and you bitch about your team. And you bitch and you bitch and you bitch. And then you just turn around and vote him into the all-star game. Why? If you're trying to humble Russell Westbrook, voting him into the all-star game is not the way to tell him that you're unhappy with him. So I don't get Lakers fans. I really don't. It's just, but, I, I don't think it's the Lakers fan that's voting him, though. I think it's fans from his previous teams. Because, really, like, you don't have those to be Thunder a fan. fans. You don't have to be a fan to vote for him. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. You don't okay, have to be a Lakers fan, fan, you know? Because, like, I, 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 I personally, I, I kind of doubt it. 
I kind of doubt it. It feels like the Lakers die hard to want all of the Lakers in the all-star game, even if they're terrible. That's what it feels like to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what it feels like to me. Because like, there's no way Carmelo would be there otherwise, like if it wasn't for his pa- fans of the past. Because he was like a world. That's true. Like, he he was a worldwide like superstar. <laughs> you know, it's, like I'm, I, I'm sure if you put Michael Jordan on the Bulls, Michael Jordan would get a million votes. I don't know. I feel like it's got to be Lakers fans, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll never know. But, I mean, this is just – I don't know if it's just casual fans voting. I don't know if, like I, – I don't know. There's a lot wrong with this, and I'm glad this is not the only criteria that gets people into the All-Star game or not because this is just a travesty. Like, Anthony Edwards at 10. Anthony Edwards should absolutely be in the All-Star game. You're trying to tell me Clay Thompson should take his spot? Yeah, or Donovan Mitchell, or even Chris Paul is having an All Star season. Like you're trying to tell me, Clay Thompson and Russell Westbrook should take those guys a spot? No way. What are you guys talking about? That's just terrible, shameful. I don't know if like really intelligent fans just aren't voting. I don't know if there just aren't that many intelligent fans (laughs) who just can actually be objective and vote for guys that deserve it. I, I don't know. But like, and, and here's the reason why I think you guys' argument about Lakers fans isn't true. Is if it's just based on name recognition, why does Chris Paul only have 560,000 votes? Like, he's one of the most recognizable names on the list, and he has like zero votes. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's half a million. Pretty high up. I mean, it's only seventh, though, among guards in the West. Fair. So. I don't know. This so that's compared to like legit superstars mm-hmm. ahead of him, though. The six guys ahead of him are actually like superstars. So that kind of makes sense. Right. My point is I'll take a shot at Lakers fans anytime I can. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys complain about Russell Westbrook and then put him into the all-star game. I don't know what to do with you guys. All you right. Said, so you was talking about us when you said bitching. What? You said Lakers fans always bitching. Were you just talking about us? No, I'm talking about Lakers fans. I know you guys uh, are somewhat objective and definitely would be. Uh, I was going to say, I, def- I would definitely not vote Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I was like, as somewhat yeah, biased as you are, I, got, <laughs> I know you guys would Russell never vote Russell Westbrook, Westbrook into the All-Star game. I'm not talking about you guys. <laughs> I was going to no say, shot. I was like, if I, if I voted, I was like, I like, like no way. Like, oh, I'm I'm I think you guys' bias mostly extends to LeBron, but, I mean, he's out of control right now. So, you know, there's really no leg to stand on with that. He should definitely be the top vote-getter for forwards. So, mm-hmm. no problem with that. But – I don't know, man. All right, let's talk about the East. So for the East, here are your front your front court for the East. Kevin Durant, obviously. Giannis, no brainer. Third to go out, Jewel Embiid. Um, yeah, no problem with that. Number four, Jason Tatum. Um, that might be a little high. I don't have a problem with it. He is still, you know, averaging almost twenty five. So. Number five, you got Jimmy Butler. Number six, you got Jared Allen. Number seven, you got Bam. Number eight, you have Pascal Siakam um, with a very robust 244,000 votes. 
<laughs> you have Miles Bridges at number nine. And here's the kicker. At number 10, you have LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> what? Guys, we were doing so well. The first nine on this list were solid. Legit. Okay, solid. I didn't actually have a problem with pretty much any of those. And then we hit number 10. And guys, come on. Larry Marcus Aldridge and his eight minutes a game with the Nets. Come on. Come on, people. Nets fans. I know you're not in the arena, so I guess you're, but you're out here voting. Um, for guards in the East, we got DeRozan number one. Kind of surprising. I'm okay with it. Surprising that he's gotten that much love. I guess there's a lot more Bulls fans out there than I thought. Trey Young number two. Zach Levine three. James Harden at number four. Lamelo at five. Kyrie Irving at six. Derek Rose at seven. Fred Van Vliet at eight. Darius Garland at nine. And Jalen Brown at 10th. So, Dion, I'm coming to you first. What are your thoughts about the voting in the East? Okay. Like you said, with the front court, we don't have that many problems. But LaMarcus Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge above. Uh, John Collins above Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley, Julius Randle, Vucevic, Bonus Vucevic. Like, what are we doing? Right? What? what am I Hell, Robert Williams that? is way better than Lamarcus Aldridge. Exactly. What, like, what is going on? I, I find it really hard to believe that none of these players got above two hundred thousand votes. I find that really hard to believe. Or even who's the rookie for the Magic? Um, Oh, Franz Wagner? Wagner. Yeah, Wagner. Scotty, yeah. throw Scotty Barnes in there. Like, what exactly. are we talking about with Lamarcus Aldridge? It's beyond me. I don't. I don't get it. I. I. Just, whatever. That's the only problem I had with the front court, and with the guards, like, I'm pretty fine with it, except for Kyrie and Derrick Rose. Everybody else has been balling out of control. I don't have a problem with Demar being there at all. I love him. He's playing like an MVP. The top three for me is interchangeable. They all have been playing insane. James Harden's been here and there, but he still should be there. I don't know if DeMar DeRozan's a guard, though, is my thing. Yeah, I thought he plays at forward. He which plays is, at yeah, forward. Chicago's well, playing him at the That's That's true. That's true. He's, li- he's listed yeah. as a, a shooting guard, though, like for oh. for uh, fantasy purposes. I'm talking about. Really? He plays, he plays the four because they don't have yeah. a four. Yeah, they don't have weird. a four. So I, I think of him much more as a three than a two, though. Personally, I feel like Zach Levine is much more of a two. I, yeah. I mean, I don't have. Yeah, a no, no, no. Fair, fair, fair. I'm just saying what they what they list them at is that that that's that. that. Sure. So sure. it's it's pretty weird to me that he's considered a guard for all star purposes too. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't I don't have any other problems with the, with this list. I, I'm trying to think of who I, who else I would put in instead of uh, Kyrie and Derrick Rose because like Derrick Rose missed. 30, what 30 games 20 games at least and mm-hmm. Kyrie played two games and he can't, probably can't even where's the all-star this year Cleveland oh he could yeah. probably yeah. I, was, I was about to say because if it isn't in New York and LA he can't even play so <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, you're not wrong <laughs> you know uh I maybe would have put Bradley Bill in there too instead of gotta the, gotta you have to have him in there yeah like, at least at least 30 has he been good this year I haven't heard he, bad. He hasn't he hasn't been that bad that like because they started off really hot, the the Wizards, and he was a big part of it. So 
I think he should above Derrick Rose and Kyrie. I would definitely put yeah. at least uh, just them two. There's the, those are the only two I have problems with because everybody like Fran Van Vliet. I feel like he should have more votes than that because he has been insane this year. Every night, every night he has at least like twenty to thirty points and ten assists. It's in, in mind boggling to me how great he's become this season. Uh, but yeah, that those are the only problems that I had with with the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, I'll total uh, totally echo that. Of got Fred Van Vliet, Darius Garland, and Jalen Brown need to be way higher on this list, and mm-hmm. Kyrie and Derrick Rose should not be on this list at all. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland, yes, he should be way up there because mm-hmm. he Fred Van Vliet is godsend. out of control too. He's been godsend for our fantasy team. Also, yeah. sidebar. We're 13 and 0. So we're hey, killing it. 13 and 0. Undefeated. Not, not, not to brag, but not to brag or anything. You know, um, we've gone crazy. To quote, you know, the fictional philosopher Ricky Bobby, I mean, we're the best there is. Um, we wake up in the morning and we piss excellence. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely gonna lose now because of yep. karma, but yep. Yep. <laughs> our team is an absolute wagon. Mm-hmm. All right. Anywho, so yeah, I mean, VJ, what are your thoughts? Uh, I got a lot of the same thoughts as D on this one. Um, like, even if you make the argument, like, are Portland Trailblazers fans voting for Lamarcus Aldridge from way back in the day? Because I don't exactly. know where that comes from. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I never see him play. Like, he doesn't I, even most- play. I was like, that's the most random thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't get, I don't get it. I would have even had RJ Barrett maybe in that ten spot. Oh yeah, maybe. I would have yeah. had Bobby Portis in that ten spot. Dude, right. the list of guys I would put ahead of Lamarcus Aldridge is extensive. It is so yeah, long. Like Chris Middleton, <laughs> if you ever, if you ever heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit! Sunday. I didn't even realize he wasn't on this list. Yeah, I just assumed he was. <laughs> that's like, crazy. I just, yeah, that's my only issue with probably bro. Literally put court. Bobby Portis ahead of Lamarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Just simply not even for points because he plays more minutes. Yeah, hello. Like, yeah, he plays. <laughs> um, what are we yeah, talking about? Bam, yeah, Bam has missed a lot of time, but for where he is, like seven is about right. I would say. Yeah. Um, and then in the backcourt, like. I don't really – Kyrie is – he's fun to watch. He's a wizard with the ball, but my man has played three games all year, and I think the Nets have lost two of them that he's played at least, <laughs> like, I think two out of three. So, yeah. not really sure what that's about. D-Rose, I think he just gets fan love no matter yep. what. Um, but he shouldn't be on this list. Honestly, I would have had Cole Anthony on here somewhere. Yes. I think Cole absolutely. Anthony had absolute, absolutely. has been balling, so he deserved – a little bit of love in here. Um, but I must say, for the first round of voting, there was an atrocity. Jalen Brown was left off the list completely. Absolutely. <laughs> Breach. Even, I, I asked Taylor, what position does he play? Because my man, I couldn't find him in the front court. I couldn't find him in the back court. <laughs> and I was like, there is no way you got 20 Eastern Conference players and you don't got Jalen Brown nowhere, but you got mm-hmm. room for LaMarcus heck out of here so that was the first thing that was wrong with this but other no, than please, that go right on now, go on yeah keep going. Like, keep going i like the east is probably the most okay thing about this right now with this fan voting 
But for them not to have Jalen Brown on there the first time, I think was just it. You know, it's a try. It was a tragedy. Luckily, they got it fixed, but he's just barely scraping down there too. Yeah. So I'm like, come on, man. D Rose got more votes, and kind of like he's been he's had a better season than James Harden. If you call, if you no really want to say, oh like yeah, Jalen sure. Brown should sure. be what's more higher. So that was that's kind of my issue with the previous list and how low he is on this one. As a Celtics fan, the biggest question mark to me is why does Jason Tatum have over a million votes and Jalen Brown I think it's a has conspiracy. barely over 200,000. It's a conspiracy. Don't get me wrong. I, I am a shameless JT defender. I will defend Jason Tatum until the cows come home. But Jalen Brown has been better than Jason Tatum this year. Facts. In the first half. He's missed more games, <laughs> but in the games that Jalen Brown has been playing, I mean, yeah, he needs to be a little bit better down the stretch. So is Jason Tatum, though. Yeah, oh, for but sure. Jalen sure. Brown has been incredibly efficient. He's a better defender. Um, he goes to the basket. He has good highlights, too. I don't understand where this Jalen Brown slander is coming from. To me, just overall, both the East and the West, what this tells me is that the rich are still rich. Lakers, Knicks, Nets, Warriors still have a lot of fans, and other teams don't have nearly as many Chicago. But it also tells me that those fans, if your team is good, they're only watching their team. They're not watching other games. Like if you had watched the Celtics a few games this season, you would know that Jalen Brown is just as good as Jason Tatum this year, if not a little bit better. You're not watching other teams' games. And so if you're one of those people, do better. You can have your you can have your team. You can love your team. You can watch every single game. But maybe catch Sports Center every once in a while. Get some highlights of some other teams so you know who's doing well and who's not. Or you know who's playing and who's not. I understand it's a COVID year. It's hard to keep track of everybody in and out. But come on, come on, NBA fans, do do better than this. Marcus Aldridge, I still don't think at least Marcus Aldridge has been on a roster this whole year. Like I feel like Kyrie Irving and Clay Thompson is worse. Yeah, you haven't played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they played. They literally came back and played three, four games each. Max. I feel like if. You could ask them, maybe not Kyrie. Kyrie wants all the accolades. If you could ask Clay Thompson, he would probably want to give his spot to some young guy who's actually been playing. Like mm-hmm. DeJounte I Murray. Think... I don't know how yeah. he's not. Oh, snub. absolutely. Absolutely. That is a snub. Absolutely. That is a snub. That's the one I was thinking about earlier, but Jed like prevented me from saying it because I completely <laughs> forgot about it until now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you really want to give somebody's spot to somebody who hasn't played. Come on, NBA fans. Do do better than that. All right. Our point is, and, and this is on me because I, I, I haven't voted yet. So intelligent fans need to get out there and vote because delusional, delusional diehards who watch only one team are out here voting their, their balls off. So we need to get out there and counteract their votes. Yep. Get these other guys some love. All right, let's talk about, I'm excited to talk about this because I saw on social media that there is a professional basketball league in the People's Republic of North Korea. (laughs) (laughs) And, And 
there are highlights if you could call them that. <laughs> so if you if you want a good time, go watch some North Korean league basketball highlights. They're a good time. Um, but the North Korean basketball league had operates under a completely different set of rules. Of yes, there's a free throw line, there's a three point line, and there are two regulation baskets. But other than that, the rules are pretty different. So let's talk about some of these rules, okay? So the first rule in the North Korean league is that dunks are worth three points, okay? Another rule, three-point shots are worth four points if they don't hit the rim, (laughs) okay? It is negative one point for every missed free throw, okay? Any basket made in the last three seconds of the game are worth eight points, okay? And games can end in a tie for some reason, okay? So those are the rules of the North Korean. And honestly, it sounds kind of lit. <laughs> a two-possession game is nine points, okay? Anything Jesus. under that, it's a one-possession game at the end of the game. So, Dion, I'm coming to you first. Which one of these rules do you think is the most plausible for the NBA? If we were going to implement, if we were going to implement any of these rules, if you were curious about any of these, which ones do you think would be interesting to implement in the NBA? I, okay, so out of all the ones you listed, I think for the NBA, it could be fun to have the minus one point for every free throw. I think that would be very interesting at the end of games because I'm with you. That would put so much fucking pressure on the players that I don't I don't know. I don't know. The the other ones are just like they sound like they're out of like a fantasy basketball <laughs> like show or something, like a space. like a anime or something. Cause like what? Are you gonna look at every shot and see if it touches the rim? What if it grazes the rim? What kind of system? Like what, <laughs> like, what are we talking about right now? You just have a ref behind the backboard, just like look at like time out. Like I have to review this because I didn't really see it. Like games will take five hours. What are we talking about? And like, it's just so fucking stupid. And dunks are three points, I guess, because like are, are people short there? I don't really know. Not like not to be certain. Like I, I don't know. Like I'm so, I'm confused on what like. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe that's why. What are we doing? Based on the highlights that I saw, um, yes, the North (laughs) Korean league does not have the same height and athleticism as the NBA. I'm fairly confident. Maybe that that makes sense because, like, dunks are like literally probably 99%. It's a 99% shot. Like, it goes in 99% of the time. So, why is it three points? And the eight point thing, why? That is such a random number. <laughs> like, why, why eight? Why not ten? Yeah, why not, why five? not five? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, with what, it. It's so stupid. <laughs> and I don't really have a problem with games ending in a tie because a lot of sports do that. No. So that kind of That's makes the sense. worst one. Are you kidding? This oh, is America, fo- fo- Dion. Football in games America, in a tie. there are Football winners and losers. In a tie. Football games can end in a tie. Technically. But people also die in football, so... <laughs> <laughs> well damn <laughs> it just got real it got real dark I'll tell you right now that is my least favorite out of all these really? rules I can tell you games ending in a tie is the worst one that is so dumb 
Yes, I hate that. Um, I'm with. I would love to think through dunks are worth three points because with the popularity of the three point shot, I mean, the top scorers are always guards. That's fair. That is. Fair. And so, first of all, it would incentivize people to go for highlights more. Like if you're going to the basket and you could just lay it up, but then now nah, you got to dunk that shit. Yeah. When you're taking it to the basket, it you actually have incentive to dunk it. And so I like that. I would even put like if you do a 360 or like some kind of other certified game. move, you get yeah, four points. Game. <laughs> yeah. 360, that's game. 360 go between the legs, there? that's four okay. points. Okay. Yeah. Obi Toppin would become the most popular player in the league, like Ja nice. Morant, like these, like these guys who can really jam. Derek all Jones of a sudden, Jr. Yeah. Jeez. He becomes one of the top free agents all of a sudden. Yeah. Get that. I, no, but in, de- in all seriousness, I think that would not be a terrible rule change. Like, in an era where we're moving away from the traditional big and, you know, where we're coveting shooting more and more and more because of the analytics, I think dunks being worth three points might not be bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. give a little something to the bigs, you know, for all that they do. So, because yeah. they the one banging down, down low. Yeah, games would yeah. end it. Uh, games would end in the two hundreds, though. I feel like <laughs> I'm okay with that. And I, yeah, exactly. Good with that. I mean, Giannis would average forty points a game if dunks were worth three points. Uh, Actually, no. I feel like you have to do the two rules together. You have to do dunks are worth three points and negative one point for every missed free throw because that would put Giannis perfectly into balance. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> if it's just the three points. Giannis would have at least 100 points a game. At least. Uh, at least. At least. <laughs> at least. But, I mean, yeah. But, like, in all seriousness, I think dunks are worth three points are not, is not the worst rule change to think through. I really don't. BJ, what do you think? What, what do you, out of these rules do you think is the most plausible? So, I also think the free throw rule – would be really cool to see in the NBA just because the first thing I can think of is like, imagine if James Harden gets a flop call and instead of making the free throw, he goes to the line and misses it. It's like he doesn't get rewarded for flopping. I think that would really put a lot of balance on some things and it would just make it more competitive too. If like you go to the line and if you can't shoot, you actually hurt your team. Yeah. It would might add a little more strategy. I feel like, um, but some other things, though, like, I think betting and gambling on these games would be insane. insane. Like, covers, like if, if it's a tie game, 100 up, and then, like, somebody lays it up, it's one away to 100, and they cover. I'm like, well, goddamn, like, this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you thought there yeah. were bad beats before. Imagine the bad beats. <laughs> like, oh, if if any up. basket in the last three seconds is eight points, eight, imagine. Yeah. I think Giannis and Steph would be the top coveted free agents in this league. Like, if you had one of them on your team, like, That's you'd nice. be straight. But if mm-hmm. we're being realistic, that, that free throw rule, I think, would be really cool to see in the NBA. It would penalize a lot of guys who don't, like, you know, can't shoot free throws. And I know, I, I think it actually, that's the most realistic one. And they could implement that, like, ASAP. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, on the surface, these are kind of zany. But, like, some of them, the more I thought about, I'm like, that might not play horribly in the NBA. Like, what's the score of some of these games? Like, I want to know, like. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when when you get to the intentionally fouling at the end of the game, 
like it's still so much more of a game. You don't even need the eight points for a shot in the last three seconds. Like right. the negative one point for a missed free throw changes the end of the game so much. And yes, yeah. if the Celtics lost that way, I would lose my shit. But like, still, <laughs> you know, that I, I feel like that's not a bad thing to think through. Like mm-hmm. it would make the end of the game a lot more exciting. Yeah. They so. should try this in an all-star game one time. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just throw yeah, this that's... in an all-star game. That would be cold. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see them play test through some of these or like yeah. ask some of the players what they think. You know, like I know Steph would not be in favor of dunks or three points, but like <laughs> <laughs> he'll be in favor with the four points if they if he doesn't hit the rim because he's be sure. Smashing. Sure. I mean, shooters already have all of the advantages in the game yeah. right now. So, like, I, f- I feel like the dunks are three points would help the bigs. Yeah. Help them out. I would love the, if they do this at the whole all-star game next year, I wouldn't be opposed. Like, imagine, like, there are some teams that would be so much better, like the Suns, because of how well they run the pick and roll and stuff, like, would just, or like the, the Hornets, the Hawks with Capella and John Collins and all the dunks mm-hmm. they get in pick and roll, like. Oh my god. Yeah. It would just take like average players like Robert Williams or like even guys who are better than their stats like Bam, like and suddenly they're having the same type of stats as some of the yeah. guards that get tons of shots. So that's facts. Also, who uh, came up with these rules? Because that is insane. Probably the divine leader of Kim Jong un. <laughs> He's like, you know, yeah. we can't copy from the US because we hate them, so you know, I'll make my own rules. <laughs> Their scores. <laughs> you know, I saw um, in Kim Jong-il's biography, the father of the current dictator of North Korea. In his biography, it said that he invented the sport of golf. And in his first game he ever played, he shot 36 under par with, um, I think, 15 holes in one and then retired. True story. Like Will Chamberlain dropping a hundred. Never seen it, but it was cold. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Then never played again. Conveniently, um, you know, it was nice of him to give everybody else a chance. So, Tiger Woods Tiger has nothing on Kim Jong Il. <laughs> you learned something today by listening to the dagger. All right. In all seriousness, let's talk about Clay Thompson. So, shouldn't be in the All Star game, but he is back. Headband and all. Clay Thompson is back for the Warriors. And first of all, I'm thrilled. Anytime stars play, like them or hate them, it's good for the game. Good to see him back. Yeah, I love Clay Thompson personally. So it's good to see him back. So my first question is what should we actually expect from Clay Thompson this year, BJ? Um, I think Clay won't be a hundred percent this season because I think it takes always a season and maybe a like a little bit of a season and a half to get your legs under you I think you will see him be kind of maybe 75 to 80 percent of himself because um, if you're a pure shooter like that that never really leave you but the defensive side I don't know if you'll see that right away just trusting himself and being able to stay um, with guards in this league, but anytime you add a Hall of Famer, three-time champion, and probably the second greatest shooter behind Steph, you really you can't get much worse. But I think you'll see Steph kind of—I mean, Clay a little bit rusty. Um, but you'll see a lot of what you saw back when he was healthy. The shooting, obviously, he came back and played. I thought pretty well his first game back. I think he dropped seventeen. Yep. Took 
17 shots, I think, to get 17. But I don't think you'll see too much fall off, but you won't see that that dominance right away at least. But I think he'll get there, but it won't be this year. Yeah, what do you think, D? Yeah, same exact thoughts. Like, I don't know how much of a contribution he could be right away. Um, he doesn't have the legs that he used to have. Can't change direction laterally as well as he could back then. Uh, we did see a little, like, spark his first game back when he got that poster dunk, uh, mm. which is pretty it's, – it's a pretty good sign if you're a going to say Warrior fan because you can see that he's not afraid to go back inside. We, he never really did that much, but, like, when he did, he was pretty explosive. Um, but contribution-wise, I don't know because it's going to take away from the game of the other players because Jordan Poole already – you could already see a decline in Jordan Poole. Um, and ever since he's been back, they won one and lost the other ones, all three. So we'll know. get to that in a second. Dude. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, okay. um, I think it's crazy that we've been doing this show for a while, and this is the first time in present tense that we're talking about Clay Thompson playing live yeah. basketball. Yeah, it has crazy. been a hot minute since Clay Thompson has played. Yeah. And offensively, I expect Clay to be very effective. I expect him to be, you know, his game doesn't rely on athleticism because clearly for at least a while, maybe forever, he's lost a step, you know, ACL and Achilles tears are, you know, the top two injuries to, you know, for basketball players to come back from that are difficult. So, but he doesn't rely on explosiveness. And so I expect him to be pretty effective offensively. I mean, I expect him to still be the spot-up shooter that he has been in the past. I don't expect a lot of 40s or 50s from him like we saw in the past, but, you know, I mm-hmm. think he'll be very effective. We'll continue to get open. We'll continue to knock down shots. But I think where you'll see the biggest difference with Clay Thompson is people forget what a great defender Clay Thompson has been in the past. Mm-hmm. We're talking, you know, one of the best on-ball defenders in the league in the past. And I think that's where you're going to see the biggest difference is I don't know how much he's going to be able to move laterally and defend the ball after two surgeries. And so I think his defense is going to take a bit of a hit, at least for a while. But uh, that's what I expect from Clay Thompson. So with that being said, with Clay Thompson back, are the Warriors – because they were an absolute unit before Le- before Clay came back. So are they now title favorites with Clay back in the fold? What do you think, D? Um, I don't I don't think they're overwhelming favorites like they're by themselves. They still are a very good choice as a title favorite, but I don't think they're the favorite. I actually would still take Milwaukee over them. I think that if you watched that game last week and you saw how Milwaukee absolutely stomped them out, then you could tell that Milwaukee's recipe, which is Giannis and oversize, and I guess the Warriors will work. But I do think if we're talking about the West, I feel like the Warriors may be the favorite out of the West right now. Um, But, yeah, I don't think they're the favorite uh, for the championship. Yeah, are the Warriors your singular favorite to win the championship with Clay? No, I think, uh, like you said, V, the Bucks are above them. I think that the Suns are still above, are above them now, because they are in peak form right now. Um, and yeah. there's going to be an adjustment period for Clay Thompson, as I, as I said earlier. Uh, I don't think he's 
he's got to be a contributor right away, like a championship level contributor, because he's coming back from uh, almost three year absence, two years and a half. Um, I think this puts them they they're clearly they, it doesn't get worse, I would say, but I don't think it's that much better because like when you put Clay Thompson and other people is gonna, are, are going to take a step back, and that's just a fact. And then you have a superstar that is kind of it's kind of frustrated because he can't do what he used to. I think that could also play a, like a role in this comeback, the Clay Thompson comeback, because um, you saw like what was it his first game back and Curry like missed two shots and he already got frustrated. Like, dude, chill. You've been gone for a while. It's going to, it's going to take time. So I don't think they're the overwhelming favorites. They're one of the favorites. That's what I would say. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. I agree with you guys. They, I do not consider them the favorite right now. I don't even know if they're my favorite to win the West. Could be. Oh yeah. I I think the Suns are going to win the West. Um, but you got to throw the Suns and the Jazz in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, at this time, I don't think Clay Thompson is coming back, and suddenly they're significantly better. Um, on paper, that should be how it works in 2K, that's how it works, but for whatever <laughs> reason in the NBA, that's not really how it works. Which leads us to our next question, which is Is there a chance that Clay Thompson coming back actually means the Warriors take a step back? BJ, what do you think? Um, ironically, I think this can be subtraction by addition. Like when you add in a guy like this, because then like Dion was kind of saying your pride kind of plays a, a factor. Like, yeah, I, I'm a three-time champion. I, basically, I'm a Hall of Famer already. Um, and, you know, Clay's been really vocal about how he's been snubbed for top 75. So I think he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. But that could be bad because you've seen guys like Wiggins really step up. Um, Jordan Poole has already kind of regressed because he had to have the same kind of opportunities. Um, really, Jonathan Kuminga has played really well too. But how, yes. how can yes. these guys? Yeah, like how can these guys get to grow and really develop if they're behind Clay? And I think it'll just be a period of adjusting to him being back because now you have to factor in like he's going to want his shots and his touches. I'm not, that's not to say Clay is a selfish dude at all, but I just think that he wants to he wants to prove something to people. Yeah, and I don't think the Warriors are really doing that before. I think the system they had was working, like we said, where Steph didn't have to go off. They used everybody, but now I think Clay kind of throws off that um, formula a little bit. It'll take some time, but I just think it'll be kind of interesting to reinsert somebody like that. Like, that's a big piece to just throw back into a puzzle that was really working before. Um, I agree. I agree with everything BJ said. I think it's going to be – we won't see the old Clay Thompson at least until next season. And it's going to be a mental thing uh, most for the most part because uh, <clears throat> we saw he came back four games. He shot at least 13 shots a game in 20 minutes, and that's a lot. For for a guy that just came back, in my opinion, no matter how good you are, and it's gonna take it's gonna take a toll on on the overall performance of the team. Players are gonna get frustrated. Coach is gonna get frustrated. It's gonna be a little bit of frustration all around, but I think they can overcome it. They're gonna have a great season. They're gonna keep having a great season, but I don't think that he's gonna help them that much. And I do think that they could take a, a step back because they've been so great this season that. 
he could hurt the performances of the other players and they can all take a step back and slow down a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I And I fully expect Steve Kerr to be able to manage this, but mm-hmm. the Warriors rotation is going to be a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, this is like the definition of first world problems for the Warriors. They have too many good players and not enough minutes. Uh, Steph is a top three player in the world, top top three, top four. So, you know, he obviously gets to play whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. You have young guys on the come up in Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, but Jordan Poole has already fallen off a cliff this season in his confidence. Yeah. So do you just pull his shots and not let him get his confidence back? Um, you have Jonathan Kaminga playing well. James Wiseman is coming back at some point. Um, and then you throw Clay into that mix. Like, what does that actually mean? So there's a Gary lot Payton of guys. Too. GP yeah, got it. Got to throw the mitten in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's that's a lot of guys who, on an ordinary team, would all be starters, and would I don't know about Kaminga, but you know, that's a lot. Of, that's about seven starters, and you only have five spots. And so, how do you dole out those minutes, and how do you keep everybody hot and confident with only so many shots to go around? Exactly. Like Steph is trying to win MVP. Clay Thompson has a chip on his shoulder. He wants to show that he's back. You have young guys trying to get a contract in Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. You have rookies and a second year player um, trying to make their money and show that they're for real. And Kaminga, the Mitten, and James Wiseman. So, what do you do with all that? I don't envy, you know, Steve Kerr. I envy the amount of talent he has. Mm-hmm. But I don't envy having to manage all the egos and having to dole out because somebody's going to be left out. Somebody yeah. has to be. And ideally, you would like someone to just raise their hand and be like, you know what, it's cool. Um, you know, I, I don't need shots. I don't need minutes. Mm-hmm. But considering how many of these guys are still trying to get a contract next season, I just don't really see that happening. So I do think the Warriors. And the good thing is their record is so good, they can afford to experiment a little bit. Yeah. But I do Mm -hmm. expect, and I've already seen that they've taken a little bit of a step back as of late. I mean, Steph Curry has fallen off a cliff since the um, the the three-point record thing. Oh, yeah. Jordan Poole has fallen off a cliff the last month or so. Um, And so they haven't been as good. But, I mean, they've been so good thus far that they can afford to mess around with it a little bit. And so we'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't expect them to be the regular season juggernaut moving forward, at least for a while until they get that rotation figured out. Yeah. And we're, we're talking about this right now and they don't even have one of their, their stars back yet. Draymond Green is still out and they already mm-hmm. have problems. He's out four weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like what, what, what happens when he comes back? How is the rotation going to be? Cause Jordan Poole already fell falling off. Uh, Gary Payton falling off the rotation, and Kuminga is now starting. So, he, and he's and he's warming up because like he's been playing great the last three games. So if he gets hot, what are we gonna do when Draymond comes back? And it's just like this cycle for them that, like you said, there's too much talent, and I don't think there's there's a right way to handle this. To in my opinion, because who are you gonna sit? Jordan Jordan Poole went from scoring 18 points a game and, and playing 30 minutes to being not even a six-man. Like, that's a problem. And 
it's a good problem because you know you still have talent but i don't know how how like they're gonna handle these eagles egos because they're so young i will also say to you this makes the warriors one of the best teams or one of the best suited teams to handle omnicron and the coronavirus because they are so deep and they have so many spots that if you lose one of your stars for two weeks, I'd even say even Steph at this point, like not a huge deal. You have guys who can step in and be effective. And so they can afford one or two guys. Maybe it would even be good for one or two guys, you know, to be out for two weeks at a time, try out the rotation without them and try and get guys more confident. Yeah. So part of the reason I think the Suns and the Warriors have been the best teams in the NBA this season is they are the deepest teams in the NBA this season. And they've so been the most consistent. Helps. Yeah, that's facts. That definitely helps. All right, be watching. I'll be watching the Warriors closely in the mm-hmm. coming months. But good to have Clay Thompson back. That's facts. Good to have him on the court. All right, let's talk about our five games to watch this week. Let's do it. So I went four and one last week. I actually did pretty well for once. VJ, where did you go? Uh, I think three and two. I win three and two as well. Three and two. Holy shit, I actually had the best week. Let's go. (laughs) Our first sign of things to come, though. All right. So, let's see how totals. I am 20 and 15 now. 23 and 12. 23 and 12. So, all right. Let's talk about this week then. So, Wednesday night, Grizzlies at the Bucks. Dion, who do you like? Uh, Grizzlies at the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks. I don't think they have a weapon to stop Giannis. I don't. I the Grizzlies have always found a way to win this year. I don't know how they do it, but for some reason, I'm feeling pulled towards Milwaukee for this one. They smoked the Bulls on MLK yeah. Day. Yeah. Good grief. Straight smoke. I blew the doors off the Bulls. Oh, smoke. Um. I mean, no Zach Levine, no Lonzo, but still. And plus, they the Bucks are at home, so. Yeah. You know. Um, I also like the Bucks at home. Um, I think Drew Holiday could keep, can keep John in check, and Giannis can um, help negate all of the free points that Memphis usually gets in transition and that close yeah. to the basket. So I think that's a good matchup. But I mean, the Grizzlies continue to prove me wrong. So what do I know? Uh, <laughs> BJ, you taking the Bucks as well? Yeah, I like the Bucks at home, and they've recently had a. A losing streak, so I think they want to snap out of it. So I think they make a statement against the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Game number two, also Wednesday night. Cavs at the Bulls. Uh, VJ, who do you like? Oh, give me the Cavs. Uh, we talked about them last time. I got the Cavs. Zach Levine is out too, so this kind of – and Lonzo is out too, so this kind of sounds like a Cavs win to me. Yeah, I'm with you. Give yeah. me the Cavs as well. Bulls have lost four straight. Um they don't look near – like we said with the Warriors, if they can afford to lose one or two guys, the Bulls this season cannot. If even one of their stars is out, they don't look like the same team at all. Yeah. So I, I like the Cavs on the road. I, I'm taking the Cavs too, for sure. Okay. Game number three, Thursday night. Suns at the Mavericks. Um, I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm taking the Mavericks at home. Oh. The Mavericks have played – quietly played a lot better. Luke is back. Tim Hardaway Jr. is back. Um, and the Suns have been so-so. 
as of late. Devin Booker has been hot. That's been the key to their success. But the Mavericks are very quietly playing good ball. So I like the Mavericks at home. You surprise me every time because you, you picked for my team. It's the first time. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And just because of that, I'm taking the Suns because I don't I don't have a lot of fate when Dallas plays against good teams. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm a Mavericks fan, but I got to be realistic on this one. And the Suns are a, are a juggernaut, you know. I also think this is influenced because the last time I saw them play it was without Luca and the Suns still almost lost to the Mavericks. So mm. Jalen Brunson went off. Uh, VJ, who do you like? I would take the Suns in this one. Um, but the Mavs have been playing really well as of late. But I think, like you said, the Suns are in the real groove right now. As long as there's no mascots trying to distract everybody. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. Game number four, Lakers at the Heat Sunday night. Dion, who do you like? Uh, I know the Heat are playing at home. I know they got banned back. But I'm thinking the Lakers. I feel like Homer. what you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, it's they gotta win. They just gotta win. They're 22 and 22. They finna piss me off. So if they don't win, I'm gonna I'm gonna be even more pissed off. So I'm taking the Lakers. And I have I'm, playing. I'm, I'm the last person who should call somebody else a homer <laughs> during the five picks of the week. VJ, you agree? You like the Lakers? Um no, they burned me too many times this season. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Heat because I don't think the Lakers can beat two good teams in a row. They beat the Jazz the other night, but I don't think they can That's beat nice. two good teams in a row. Although I want to pick them, I can't. Yeah, Bam's back. Jimmy's back. I expect LeBron to have a big game, but I'm going Heat all the way here. Um, game number five: the aforementioned Jazz at the Warriors. Dion, I'll just get you out of the way. Uh, who you taking? <laughs> You guys already know it's a weekly segment at this point. So fuck the jazz <laughs> and I'm taking the Warriors at home. Oh man. Just because, and I repeat it, I hate the jazz. <laughs> you cracked me up, Dion. Um, it's my favorite segment, like to be honest. I'll be honest with you guys. <laughs> Um, for all the aforementioned reasons of the mess of Clay Thompson coming back, I think I like the jazz. Um, I kind of expect the Warriors to take a step back. That doesn't mean they'll lose this game, but just in general, you know, I expect them to not care about their record as much in the regular season and kind of mess around with the rotation. So I think I like the Jazz here. You there? Um, just because Draymond is out and I know how well he does against Gobert, I think I'm going to take the Jazz too. Um, and yeah, I just I just think without Draymond – the Warriors look really different, so I'm taking Jazz. Fair enough. Um, all right, before we wrap up, let's go out of bounds real quick. Let's do it. And let's talk about a shared hobby that we all have, and pretty much every man are in our age group has, it seems like, which is gaming. Let's talk about our favorite video games of all time. It can be just no. It can just be one. It can be a few. Uh, Dion, I see the wheels turning. BJ, are you a big gamer? And if so, like, what are your favorite games of all time? So I am an absolute gamer. I've been playing video games since I was, uh, I would say, three years old. I had all the Atari. I had PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. Then I switched to Xbox, and I'm still with Xbox now. Um, My favorite game of all time. Okay, 
it changed a lot throughout the year. So I'm just gonna give me give you guys my three favorite games. I love it. Uh, I have FIFA in there for sure. Mm. I, okay. I love FIFA. I have to I have to put it up there in my top three. I'm a big soccer fan, and as you guys know, and I love playing FIFA. Then I have the whole. This is hard. Uh, I I used to be one of the biggest Call of Duty fans of all time, and I still kind of am, but not as big as I was back then. But since I was such a Call of Duty fan, I had to put Call of Duty in my top three. Which one? Be Modern Warfare Two. Okay. Modern Warfare Two. I respect that. That's, that's straight up Modern Warfare Two. As the best Call of Duty game of all time. And my absolute favorite game, and it's a recent one, not that recent, but like probably the last three years, and I've played it every day basically, is Apex Legends. And I don't know if people know about it, but that is my favorite game of all time. It's just so fun, and they keep updating stuff, and it's just like great. So, who do you play? Who do you play on Apex? Who do I play? Who, um, my main was Lifeline, but I play Octane okay. now. Okay, I haven't played a ton, but I've played a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Yeah, I'm also a big gamer, huge gamer. Um, I mean, there's way too many to name. Um, I'm also a big COD guy, or at least I was before you know the franchise went in the toilet. Yep. Um, Black Ops Two was my mm, favorite. Goated. I I love Black Ops Two, dude. The zombies, the campaign, and I played so much multiplayer and so much league play. Like I was prestige master. Like three months after yeah. the game came out, like that shit was goaded. Mm-hmm. Um, love Black Ops Two. Played played quite a bit of Warzone. It was really good when it first came out, but it sucks now. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this game. It's a single player game, but The Witcher Three. The Witcher oh, Three. Tristan played the- it a lot best game of all time it's Mm -hmm. the show's all right i i like it a lot of people hate on it but the witcher 3 the game is just massive so much fun like you make decisions they actually impact the storyline in meaningful ways um i've played through it twice it is so good the expansions are good the dlcers are good the witcher 2 is probably my favorite game of all time it's just phenomenal I'll, I'll i'll give one more that's a throwback i absolutely love the ncaa football games and i am so hyped those are coming back dude oh. <laughs> i was an absolute demon in recruiting okay mm-hmm. i wasn't putting in that work recruiting i love that game i played so many hours of ncaa 13 and I really hope they don't screw it up when they bring it back. So I like I, I like Madden. I like 2K, but like in terms of sports games, I actually really like MLB the show too. But in terms of sports games, NCAA football is just on a whole nother level. So I'm glad that's coming back. BJ. Um so I actually have like 10 of favorite video <laughs> games. I'll I love it. Key. I'm loving the huge game. Love it. Like I tried to hide the fact with like, nah, like, oh, I can't come to the party, y'all. Not feeling well. Low key, I'm sitting there. Preach. <laughs> Preach. All right. And I'm going specifics too. NBA Live 2005 with Mellow on the cover. Okay. Yeah. Was fire. Like mm-hmm. the dunk contest in that game was heat. Um, I used to play that for hours. Um, this one, 
Not about people I know about this. WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Yes. That Real game ass. was lit. I used to just okay. listen to the theme music all the time, and then I always got Batista, no matter what it was. Like, oh, <laughs> Undertaker, no problem. <laughs> uh, this is a newer one, Marvel Spider Man that just came out um, a couple years ago. Super duper fire. I think it's a PlayStation exclusive, but mm-hmm. that game's cool. I hope it comes to Xbox at some yeah. point. Yeah, I'm telling you, will play, play it for game. hours. Yeah. So, um, these next two, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, yes. Liberty City. I love Grand Theft Auto Liberty yes, City sir. and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. San Andreas. I was, uh, yeah. I was I was thinking about putting it in my top three, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I love, I play that like, all the time. I still play GTA 5. Yeah, I got so I got a PS2 and San Andreas for Christmas one day, and they watched me play. The first thing I did was like rob somebody's car. And they was like, "Oh, maybe this was a bad idea." I was like seven, like, "Oh my bad." Um, NBA 2K16 specifically, I thought was fire. That was peak 2K. Yeah, that was peak 2K. Now they're kind of all the same. Was that wait? Was that Jordan? Was that 15? Jordan Which one has was on Jordan the cover, on the cover? Of Jordan. 2010, 2011 one. No, like it was did. not that long ago. He was on was 14, it? I think. Jordan was LeBron on LeBron was 14. Oh, it was LeBron? Okay. That Jordan one was, was really 2K good. 11. Who was who was the cover for 16? 16 was three different guys. It was AD, Harden, and Steph. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. That one right. was like fire. the three, yep. the three yeah. separate ones. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. That on was called. Um, this one, Army of Two. I used to play this on Xbox. My sister and I used to go, my little sister used to go hard at this. Like, it was like a co-op player. Two guys just doing, mi- like, missionary killers. That game was cold. Um, this one, not people know about, too, Soul Calibur. Yeah. It was, yep. like, this yep. fighting Love game. It. I used to yep. always get to do PS2. the mm-hmm. oh, Yep. Super, like, throwback. And that then, one in Tekken. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Soul Calibur fire. Yes. So Cal was cold mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and then throw it back to there was a James Bond game on the PS1 that you took uh you Uh-oh. load a disc in there, put it in. Yep. Didn't, didn't, didn't. Bro, it's all about Goldeneye for the N64. That's where it was at. <laughs> yeah. So I can go on, but yeah, I mean I could do this all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh episode. yeah. There's so many at that. I, yeah, I didn't even mention so many, like you know, I was definitely into the Pokemon games when I was a kid. Um, yes. I oh, may still occasionally play We need to talk about Dragon now. Ball Z, man. Dra- yep. Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Absolute fire. Big gamer. Um, add me on Xbox. Hit me up, add me on Xbox if you want a game. Yeah. Add us. I'm on Xbox. Taylor's on Xbox. And VJ's on Xbox. Yep. <sighs> It is that, <laughs> that PS5 master race. But all right, if you guys are listening to this, we appreciate you guys. Reminder to follow us on social media at the podcast. Hit us up with your favorite games of all time. I'm sure we left out about 30. Yeah. Let us know what you think about Clay. Let us know what you think about the all star voting and which North Korean basketball league you <laughs> want to see. <laughs> and most importantly, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not abandoning this point. I want to see the NBA go after this. So. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.
In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.